Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. So welcome to this episode of The Wellness Collective podcast, especially if you are somebody who is just joining us for the first time. Or maybe the second. Oh, that's right. (laughs) The reason that we decided that we needed to do a little recap, it's just you and me in the studio now. We haven't got any guests or anything, but we thought, you know, like it's been a lot happening in the last 12 months. And I think also we talk about, oh, remember when we did that episode and we spoke about this? Or remember when we did this? And then we were all these ideas kept flooding back. Mm. But the other thing that we wanted to really do was acknowledge those that are listening and writing reviews and we wanted to read a few of them and start to make some new habits around that as well so that, because we appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate I, that. I do too. But I do love the fact that in every episode, if you have listened previously, you would have heard Nat at the end saying, now please get on and review us because the reviews, uh, well, they're fun really. And it is, if you do listen to some other podcasts, people do acknowledge the reviewers. So we're going to do yes. that today. And we're going to start to do it with every episode, Cecilia. Yeah. Because I think it's very nice that I we are I think it is too. So in the last 12 months, it has been a whirlwind. I'm not sure if you know the, the history, but we were doing a podcast for about two years and all of a sudden... We went to podcast one and here we are and it's fantastic, but we have done heaps since we we got here. We really have. (laughs) So this is what today's about. Mm. Um, A big thank you to everyone in the Wellness Collective community. And I love, love, love meeting people who go, oh, listen to your podcast. Oh oh my gosh, that bit about blah, blah. So true. Yeah, I love that. It's so good. Um, So let's have a look straight up. These are the reviews that have resonated with us, so big thank you to these people. All right, you're going first? Yeah. Go on. Okay. Susie Q, this is back in February 2018. She wrote, this podcast is funny, informative, and so darn interesting. Love every episode and all the guests they get on. Nat and Cecilia are both very wise. That's why Ooh. I like this one. Ooh. I'm not sure if she got that really quite right with me, but there you go. <laughs> and the conversation just seems to flow. Thank you, ladies. It's a pleasure listening. Thank you, Susie Q, and I hope you've kept listening since uh, February uh, 2018. Totally. How about you? Oh, um, I'm looking at some of these right now because I didn't do my homework, which is hashtag standard. Mm, hashtag standard because you have, you know, 15 hats on at once. Yeah. Anyway, um, moving on. <laughs> so I'm just looking at some of these right as we speak and there's lots of really beautiful ones. Um, I'm just trying to also find a username that I can pronounce. <laughs> I like this one. Becky Love, she says, thank you for making my morning walk all the more enjoyable. The topics are always interesting and I love your straightforward and intuitive approach to health and well-being. Well, I like that. I like that too. There was another one that also said um, that we're the perfect length for their morning commute. I think it was Ainsley. Um, Anyway, I liked that as well because that's what we kind of aim to give little Mm -hmm. snippets, you know, enough to maybe change your day. Get in the car. Turn us on or get on the tram or the train or your bike or your walk, whatever, but just long enough that you can um, get to where you need to go and go, yeah, I feel good now. Absolutely. That's but, you know, we want to give you enough, but we don't We don't want to fry your brain before you get to work. Oh, God, no. <laughs> don't think, Nobody needs don't that. Think we've done anything that would fry anyone's <laughs> brain. It's all about expanding, not frying. Hey, um, there was a, there was one on there I just wanted to acknowledge, though, and that's, <laughs> this is, there's a review there from Mags F. The title says, Muffins? 
And <laughs> all it says in the review is problematic. Well, I'm sorry that that's, that was your experience, that it was problematic. And I'm really not sure if it was a technical thing or <laughs> the content or what have you, but I hope you kept listening and, and got beyond the problematic approach. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. You are. I you? just don't really know. Having a little cry. I, like, <laughs> I am laughing so much. I am crying because I, I just don't quite understand. Oh, there was also somebody that said that they didn't like the advertising. Mm. And whilst I understand that that can be a little bit annoying because it breaks your concentration, the advertising is a really big part. We're very selective with who we choose mm-hmm. that to partner with, um, but we can't do this if we don't get advertising. No, we love our advertisers. <laughs> um, so whilst that might be annoying for some, um, we hope that maybe there might be others that are listening to that going, oh, goodness, I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. And they can also appreciate that we like to eat food and put it on the table <laughs> for our families and there isn't really any other way of us doing that. And it'd be so great if yeah. we could just come and go as we pleased and things didn't cost, mm. but they really do. So, Didn't you, you know, say once upon a time that you wished you could open your boot and pay for things with pairs of shoes or... Yes, so you know, I did say this once free stuff upon a time. Were, I said I wanted given. to create a little advert, not an advert, I wanted a video to go viral of me going to the bank mm. and going into the, the um, our mortgage person and saying, look, I'm sorry, I cannot actually physically pay you in cash, but I have a boot, boot full of hand cream <laughs> that's been gifted because <laughs> I get offered lots of things as gifts, which is so lovely and really appreciative. But at the end of the day, I can't pay... I can't pay my mortgage with that. I can't put food on the table. We can't eat hand cream unless it's maybe organic and, you know, great. But I think the kids will like that. Yum. But I just don't think that there's this awareness of how much time we put into a podcast, how much time we put into whatever other things we're doing, just as much as everybody else. Yep. Um, and so, I mean, I get that we're all just trying to do the best we can. So we're I think trying, it's important okay? to acknowledge that <laughs> I can't pay the mortgage with hand cream. I love that you've tried. Did you actually go no, in? Do I you know create... the name of your bank manager? Because I, I, I know the name of mine. Maybe I'll go and ask him. Oh, Stuart, can I just pay this month in hand cream? What do you think? <laughs> I'm not sure if you'd go cookies. down Cookies. Well. Like, would you like a thousand cookies? Oh, that'd be good. That's so funny. I actually, I got offered uh, uh, about that many lollies the other day from someone I know who works at a lolly company. I was like, I'm not sure that that's going to help me at the moment because I'm doing Nat Kringudis' six-week challenge. How are you going, Cecilia? Well, yes, this is week one. <laughs> Let's just give you a little bit of background. So you might have heard Nat talking about this six-week challenge that you did last year for the first time, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so let, I'll, can I you give do you a little bit of background? You yeah. do so it. So last yeah. November, Chris and I, Daddy Kay, um, participated in a challenge. Now, I'm a healthcare professional. I'm telling people each and every day how to eat, how to act, how to behave to improve their health. <laughs> how to behave. Well, how to, you know, when yeah, I say yeah, behave, no, I, I don't mean it as in you need to behave. I mean as in... Daily habits, yes? Yes. It's probably a better way. Uh, No, I like to behave. Yep. Great. So we participated and it was actually truly life-changing in the sense that we made some very, very small changes that had quite profound effects on our body. And everybody was watching. It was very public. But the messages I kept getting were oh my goodness, what are you doing? You look amazing. And I kept talking about, you know, and instantly I noticed my energy improved, like mm. instantly. And I have a lot of energy anyway. Yeah, like you don't really need much more. Energizer bunny, aren't you? But what I found was that I was sort of making myself go to bed at around 11 o'clock at night just because it was time to go to bed, not because I was exhausted. Mm. And I would go to sleep and I would wake up six or seven hours later and, you know, truly, truly being able to say, 
holy moly, that was actually an excellent sleep. Yeah. Like, that's one question I think we should ask ourselves. When's the last time you woke up and went, damn, that was good? Yeah, gee, like, I we feel don't amazing. do that anymore. I wasn't anyway. Um, I was working out, but not ridiculously. And, uh, mm. you know, again, CrossFit is very high energy, but I scale it. I don't do ridiculous things that I can't do. Mm. Um, I just do what I can. Um, and one thing I'd noticed also that I was having a lot of pain in my body in random places. It wasn't necessarily a fixed pain, but it was there all the time. My recovery was very slow. I just felt old. Um, yeah, I did. I felt yeah. old. That's the best way of describing it. I remember saying to my husband, I felt old and I felt really bulky. Like I, I remember saying to him one day, I don't think this type of movement is actually for me. I feel really puffy. I feel really bloated. I feel really bulky. I just don't, for the amount of exercise I'm doing, feel awful I, don't, I shouldn't feel like this, right? Mm. So anyway, we started on the challenge and very quickly things changed. Within the first week, I felt better and it wasn't massive adjustments for me, but it was also eating around my movement, um, having some specific movement or challenges, little things to do. Um, and it just sort of went from there. So because I had such an amazing experience and people were asking, we decided to replicate as a total experiment last year. Yeah. Um, we designed a six-week challenge with the same trainer, the same person talking nutrition and as an added bonus for my um, audience, me, mm-hmm. and really being able to offer that hormone as- aspect. Because that bit I kind of had sorted, although, you know, we're all, I try and do the best that I can, but we're all human. We're like a bit like a mechanic whose car's not been serviced. I you think know? though sometimes those things are just happening and you don't really notice. It's yeah. not until something, no. you actually step aside and go, oh, maybe that is the reason why totally. I haven't totally. been amazing. So anyway, I started to then see that there were patients that, you know, I, I could take them through a consultation. We could go through a process, but if I could get them enrolled into something like this, yep. they don't need as much of me. Mm. And Really, it's about taking the responsibility and the ownership. But the minute that you start to feel better, it, it's a no-brainer. We just keep doing it. And so that's what we've done. And you were complaining to me the other I week. I was complaining. And See, you have actually problem. been, you actually have been saying for quite some time you've had mm. a really sore back. Mm-hmm. And I just looked at you and I said, just do the challenge. <laughs> and you were like, oh, gosh, I have to do the challenge. And I'm like, challenge probably isn't the right word. Because it's more like just six weeks. It's like an experiment. It really. is really, yeah. Yeah, we should really have called it the six-week experiment. I think so. And also because there's so many challenges out there. Like I went to the health food store the other day. The big challenge for me this week, the strangeness of the other. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, I eat pretty well, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. in general. Um, but when you go to a health food store and you have to start asking for ingredients that you're not used to using. The lady at the health food store was amazing. She said to me, she goes, it's quite strange, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's strange, like getting my head around coconut flour and protein powder. I'm like, I'm not a bodybuilder. Protein powder doesn't seem like something I would ever buy. But here I am making little smoothies in the morning. Well, it's just an added bonus to a smoothie. It doesn't have to be in there. No. when it comes to there's some really great blends and it's not just the protein aspect it's everything else I didn't else buy the one there. that had the big bulky guys on the no, cover right? just so you know um that can be a really easy addition and again how can we drive your food I say this to patients all the time I need this to be sustainable for you it's mm. no point just doing this and then it all being six week so experiment hard that you can't continue mm. with the 80% of it mm. um that 
I think that that's a big part of it. And food actually becomes so much more important for me and my patients than supplements. And if yeah. I can teach them that, it's like, it actually is a game changer. And I get asked this question all the time, oh, what supplements do you take? I'm yeah. like, I don't, unless I'm travelling yeah. or I've got something niggly going on. Food does it. Like food is there. Well, interestingly, I was taking some supplements until I started this and I ran out. So I'm just going to not take them and see what happens and I've felt better. There you go. So five days in, feeling good. Good. But it was interesting yesterday, um, I was talking to a friend of mine who um, is the same age and she has said she's not done any exercise since she had kids, but she started doing a boot camp and she said, I'm hopeless but I'm not the last person across the line and so that makes me feel better. Oh, and I was yeah. like, yeah, but you're doing it. Like that's the main thing. Absolutely. And she said that to me. She said, but you've taken the step to not go down the road of feeling depressed because you've got this backache that you can't get rid of. We've and taken you, control. You've taken yes. steps, yeah, yes. in the right direction. Yes, totally. So I will say one thing though. I am obsessive about food all of a sudden. Well, it's probably because you're telling yourself you can't have something and that's not actually true. <laughs> no, but I'm just thinking about it all the time. I'm like, right, I need to make something for breakfast tomorrow. I've got buckwheat. What can I make with buckwheat? So I'm like Googling recipes and I, like I've, I've been to the supermarket, I reckon, every day at least once, sometimes twice. I have bought maple syrup because we <laughs> ran out. I bought coconut flour. I've bought all these things. I bought buckwheat the other day. I've bought more strawberries than I care to, to think about. Admit. Admit, yeah. So the other thing with this is, and I know you're not doing this aspect, but I have to say mm. a couple of things. First of all, I just want to make reference to the fact that um, we did an excellent podcast about supplements with Corey. Yes, was, um, we did. A little while back. It's Basically, it was about supplements and do they really work? Mm-hmm. And I think that's since we're recapping here, I think it's probably particularly um, timely that we mention that. Um, But secondly, and I think we talked about this in that podcast as well, was intermittent fasting. Yes. And it's something that we're offering as kind of like an add-on to the challenge. Mm -hmm. There's no, you don't have to do it, but people are curious about it. And um, it's certainly something that changed my life. And I want to teach people how to do that. It's very interesting when you add that element. So you're very much like Chris. He thinks about what the next meal is. He gets very (laughs) focused on it. He needs to know exactly where it's coming from, what it's going to be. Once I started fasting, that does not happen for me mm. anymore. My fixation, and I was very much like that too. I get very, I, I was the person that if there wasn't a snack in my handbag, mm. oh my goodness. Freak out. Like freak out. Like mm. what am I going to do? Um, since fasting, I just don't think about it the same way. It's yeah. like I'll get to that when I get to it. Yeah, That's fine. I, I think it's more that the process of it has to be prepared. Mm. When you, yes, but, but it doesn't have to be. If you got stuck somewhere, you could find something. I could, of course. Yeah. But for meals and stuff, if you really, if you are eliminating bread and pasta and, and you know, those, those things that you rely upon. Like the other day I was just like, I just want a piece of toast with jam on it. Like I just want that. So badly. But you can have a piece of toast. You can have a piece of gluten-free toast. Oh, no. Well, this, no. Oh, there is some amazing gluten-free bread that floats around right. this country. Well, you need to get on that. I need to do that. some. Well, this is only week one, so I've got to do my research. By the end of the six weeks of the totally. experiment, I'm going to be well across everything that's great well, and is, amazing. I think what's important to just address there is that gluten is inflammatory across the board for everybody and mm. you're experiencing a lot of inflammation in your body. So yeah. um, adjusting that for you at the moment is really important and then it's not forever. We would Once your body is sort of on a less inflammatory path. Trajectory. Yes, then we can reintroduce things. Mm, it's not great. forever. It's no, just no. in a moment in time. So there we are. 
six so that's challenge. been good I'm uh, very happy that you have joined us I, for that I am very excited too and I've only had half a glass of wine um, which is an excellent effort I got delivered and I can't remember the brand but mm-hmm. I got delivered this amazing um, package of non-alcoholic gin yeah. <laughs> really so it tastes such a thing herbally like yeah oh, like, it tastes it tastes, like juniper berries yeah yeah but it's got no alcohol in it and mm. it kind of just is like oh well I could have a little spritzer yes. yeah okay it's just about so it's being just creative juni- juniper berry cordial is really <laughs> no, right it is. doesn't have a sweet flavor to it it's like like a botanical mm. taste. Yeah, right. Yeah. Interesting. I know. I love it. Cecilia, it's time for a break. It is, it but is. We want to make sure everyone sticks around for more of this recap. Okay, don't go anywhere. Okay, so let's talk about a few of the episodes that we would like to highlight because I love seeing what people love. Mm. I mean, Lola Berry, everyone loves Lola Berry and we will try and get her back in yes, pretty that soon. Yes, probably one of our most listened episodes. Yes, relationships. We love talking yes. about relationships. We've worked out that you guys just want hacks of how to be happier, healthier and better, which really does stick mm. to our, our little... It does, to our mantra. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a couple there that I think you really got to go back and revisit and one of them is Pam Grout Ooh, for me. She's a favourite of mine. Now, now, Pam Grout, when we got her as a guest, she was in the States and you I almost flipped your lid when you're like, oh my God, we're going to get Pam Grout. I did because I have loved her forever. Well, she is, I love that she is a travel writer and, but also sort of like started writing these self-help books, but they're not really self-help books. They're just sort of like wisdom that she's come across oh, yeah, totally and a way of thinking. Yes, but she's amazing. And you know what else I loved about her yeah. is that I mess- reached out and yeah. I, we've reached out to many, many people mm. and she was like, oh, my goodness, I would love to be on your podcast. And that doesn't happen that often. No, she was delightful in every yeah. respect. And um, I will admit, I didn't read her book before we got to speak to her because I just didn't have time. It sort of rocked around oh, very quickly. Oh, you as well, yeah. Um, but I read it afterwards and I have told so many people to go yes. and read it because it's called Thank and Grow Rich, the yeah. one that she was talking about. I also read another one of hers. But, you know, this idea that... Um, you get up in the morning and you say, today is going to be absolutely amazing and or absolutely amazing things are going to happen today. And all of a sudden, those aches and pains that you've woken up with or your broken sleep or whatever, they don't feel so heavy. Yeah, you I know? know, right? It's These- just incredible the psych- how that psych- psychologically or psych, because that's a word. Yeah, yeah um, that's a word. Works. Like yeah. it really works. Yeah. Yet we're not taught how to do it. And no. we're very good at waking up going, ugh, gosh. I look awful, Mm. I feel awful, I didn't sleep enough, I did the wrong things and focusing on everything. All the things that are wrong. That is wrong. Mm. Whereas if we can just start to switch it over and we're we're all that way programmed. Yeah. So it's a learnt thing. We have to actually get better habits around it. So it is, it's just teaching us little hacks about how to bring that in. Although I did hear something the other day about an experiment where... um, someone had taken a group of children. This is not very scientific of me because I can't remember the actual ins and outs, but I thought the idea was very interesting. They took a group of children and they presented them with a glass of water that was half filled. And they said to them, tell me, is that glass half full or is it half empty? And the child would say either half full or half empty. Oh, wow. Which makes me wonder how much of this kind of way of looking at life is innate or is it learnt at home or, you know, it's like it's be both, right? It's got to be both. Yeah. Like I had parents that were totally like you can do anything you mm-hmm. want. So 
I think that's very different from somebody who is glass half empty mm. that looks at it and says, well, you could do this, but these are going to be the challenges. Mm. I never got any of that. No. So it was just like, oh, I can do whatever I want. It's great. Right? Ish. And I kind of have this attitude mm. and I, I've had, you know, my whole life people have said to me, of course that happens to you. Like, of course you get what you want. I'm like, well, because I just, that's the way. I, I just give it a go. I just give it a crack. Yep. And I don't get everything. Let's be honest. No, I haven't, won, haven't won the lotto yet, have you? Oh, no, I haven't won the lotto yet. No, I'm not. No, I'm not into gambling anyway. I'm not really into gambling and not only that, I wouldn't even know how to buy a ticket. <laughs> I actually don't know how to buy a ticket. I say I'll buy you one for your birthday, but your birthday's just been... I don't even know how. That's really funny though, actually. One day I'll <laughs> take you and show you how to do it. <laughs> just, Maybe I just don't need just to Just as a life skill, just in case one day, you know. That is really funny. Um... I did enjoy the thing that Pam Grout says in her book too about how if there's a pair of shoes that you really want, just buy them. Yes. Because even if you have bills to pay and what have you, you feel the fabulous. joy that you get from those shoes is going to um, kind of uh, override the reality of the bills and the universe will provide. So uh, absolutely. Um, I have had a lot of moments in between reading that book and now where I go, come on universe, this yeah. is your time to shine. Yeah, totally. So if you want to check out that episode, it is episode 14. Okay, and it's called Getting Richer in Life. Go and listen to that one yeah, if you haven't done it already. It's a good one. What about you? Oh, favourite episode. Oh, my goodness, I love so many of them. They're our babies. I know, they really are our babies. Um, I thoroughly loved our episode that was recent with Mel mm, Ward all yeah. about breast implants because it really got me thinking about patients, actually. It who, did, didn't it? Yeah, it really did, and it wasn't something that I'd ever considered. Obviously, yes, an IUD or an implant of that description. It's what I do every day. I help women work around that. Yep. Um, but I'd never thought about breast implants or any other. I, I mean, people get all sorts of implants nowadays, right? Mm. Like, but, but you're talking about oh. you've never thought about the fact that people could have these have breast implants and that could be affecting their health. Correct. I yeah. get that, you know, we've look, we've talked with Dr. Sean about the coils. That makes sense. Yeah. There's an infl- inflammatory response to, you know, the eShore device. That makes sense. There's a response to a copper IUD. Mm. But I'd never, ever considered how breast implants could be impacting so many women's life that they're probably really unaware about it. So I loved that episode because not only did I get to learn something, something um, that I'd never considered, but I think it really opened up a conversation for other women who might be experiencing the same mm-hmm. thing and being told that there's nothing wrong with them. That's right. Mm. But all of a sudden there, there's a, a, a clue to why they could be feeling as bad as they are. Mm. Yeah, good old Mel. Hi, Mel. Thanks Hi for that one. Mel. We did love that. Um, and I guess if I had to choose one more... Um, Oh, there's been so many good ones. I don't really know. I guess you said Lola's already. I really loved that. Um, the X pill. And I loved the X pill because I love Robbie. You did love yes, that one I love too. Robbie. I got to meet, oh, well, I've met Robbie before, but I got to spend some time with him when I was last away. That was great. Yeah. Um, he's such a great, amazing guy. But just, it's the same vein as Pam Grout, really, isn't it? It's that just sort of switching the mindset, using mm. tools to switch your mindset. So yep. he uses a pill, which has got nothing in it, but the intention of that. But it's very what I was talking to someone else about this the other day and saying, you know, when you name something out loud, yeah, oh, be careful because it's coming, right? <laughs> so, you know, I was talking through an experience where I was um, in a bit of a pickle mm. and I wanted it to go a certain way. The, I wanted the outcome to go a certain way and it, involves some conflict. And I just remember one day out loud just saying to myself, this would be my best case scenario. I talk to myself a lot anyway. so Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I put it out there and three weeks later what I had asked for 
literally happened where someone made a phone call, uh, said exactly what I had asked. I was like, oh, wow, be careful what you <laughs> ask for. Um, but I just think maybe you should learn how to get a lotto ticket. Maybe. I think this might be something if you New, New Year's resolution, no, work out how to get a lot of it. Because it has to be almost a throwaway. You can't get attached to it. And I think no. the re- reason that something like the lotto, again, if you ask Pam Grout, she would say you would go and buy it and then you would just put it in a drawer and forget about it mm. and not be attached to or fixated on winning. But then start to, this is the whole thing with the X pill, is aligning yourself to how it would feel if you did win, mm. not the actual. Oh, everyone does that though. You tell me a person that has not bought a lotto ticket and then fantasised about the ways they would spend the money. Well, I think you need to fantasise about how it would feel if you spend the money, yeah, not how you actually okay, spend not it. not actually spending it. Yeah, that's the, mm, that's so both of there. That's the vein of bo- both of what they're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. And I know that it works because I do it. But then it's so funny is that we fall into a rut and then we stop doing it and then it's not until things are really bad mm-hmm. maybe mm. that or you just do it without thinking and then you're like, I just created that for myself. I yeah. totally created that for myself. Well, it's interesting because... Um, I started doing the the experiment this week. Let's not call yes. it the challenge. Yes. Um, I also got my hair cut this week. Yes. So I've got a fringe bangs now. Um, and <laughs> it's so funny it. how just changing one tiny little thing in your life makes you feel like a completely different person. And it's not like last week I didn't like myself. No. But this week I'm like, I feel like I've got a, a, a renewed vigour in my step. Yes. Because I've got new hair. Isn't that hilarious? Yeah, totally. Not eating wheat and dairy. (laughs) But it just takes a little shift. Like, what is the? This is the thing, you know. We're all trying to do our best, and at times we have a lot of challenges, and at Mm -hmm. times we feel better, and the highs seem to get higher, and the lows seem to get lower. That's true. It is true, right? What's that about? I think it's just as we are moving through every year that we're getting under our belt. I really do. I really do think that it is an age thing. I I don't know. I haven't lived all of my life yet. I've only really lived half of it. So I'd like to be older than 80. Anyway. um, (laughs) I hope we're still making the wellness collective when we're 80. Imagine that. How are you going, dear? It'll be delightful. How are those teeth? How's your colostomy bag? (laughs) Oh, that's not true. 80-year-olds don't. No. By the time we're 80, people will be like. It's going to be the new 40s. Oh, will be. (laughs) Will be. Think of the Nat Crangutis challenge at 80. It'll be amazing. Amazing. Keeping everybody regular. I do think we need to pull on these tools when the going gets tough and have them mm. there, but just realise it's just one little thing that you have to do. Yep. It's not It's not a whole like... Go and get your hair cut. Correct. It's mm. just one little thing, one yep. shift. Change it up. And off you go. And things go in a different direction. Yeah. Hey, before we wrap up, this has been a good catch up. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, but before we go, <laughs> I really want to uh, talk to you about this diet that I saw this week. Now, clearly oh, yeah, I'm thinking about good. food a lot, but it was my husband that read this out from the newspaper to me and it just made me laugh so much. I thought, uh, we have to talk about this. There, You might have seen it going around on Twitter um, and social media. There is this diet that was recommended in Vogue magazine in 1977. Oh, and someone's found it, right. in it, like, you know, an op shop copy. <laughs> and they've just read it and gone, that is hilarious. Now, let me tell you about this. This is called the wine and eggs diet. All right. Right. Now, 
anyone who had mums in the 70s and 80s might actually remember a time when their mums ate like this, but this, this they reckon, could be one of the funniest um, health fads of all time. So what, what this Vogue article would say was if you did the wine and egg diet, uh, you could lose five pounds, what's that, two and a half kilos in three days, which I'm <laughs> guessing is actually just water because... Because <laughs> you're dehydrating yourself. All you were doing is, yeah... Eating eggs, wine, sorry, and black coffee. So there's three things. Oh, my goodness. So what you had to do, hang on, let me just find the actual rundown. Okay, so breakfast is one hard-boiled egg with a glass of wine. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you can also have a cup of black coffee. And then for lunch you get more coffee and two hard-boiled eggs or poached if necessary. If necessary. I'm not sure why that would make a difference. A bit of water and some vinegar. And then two glasses of white wine at lunch. And then for dinner... You're finally allowed to um, eat some extra food when you have a five, what's five ounces? You have a small piece of steak paired with more coffee and the rest of your bottle of wine. So you drink like three (laughs) bottles of wine in three days, black coffee and hard-boiled eggs. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? I would be blotto for three days. Yeah, you would be (laughs) off your face and you would not be able to poo. No, I would be the opposite because it makes me go to the bathroom. Oh, no, that's true. You would smell... It, it would just be it's just like the worst combination of things you could possibly imagine. So aren't we lucky that in 40 years We've we evolved. have come so far? Oh, my goodness. Yep. This, is so, this has been a wonderful episode, Cecilia. I, I have thoroughly laughed my whole way through. <laughs> You've got little tears I in do. your eyes <laughs> thinking about eating boiled eggs and drinking white wine for breakfast and how nice that would be. Mm. Oh, my goodness. All right, thanks, guys, for listening today. We'll be back. We will. And we hope that you are feeling a little bit happier, healthier and better. 